0: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to episode one of the Mother Folk podcast. We're going to get right into it, but I just wanted to say whatever you're listening on, please subscribe because we're going to be doing more of these in the future, especially since we are not on the road and may never be again. Who knows with uh, the virus? So uh, this episode is about something that happened in February of 2019. And it's a doozy. A lot of twists, a lot of turns. Here we go. The lock. Make sure one of our keys works on that lock before we lock our trailer are with it.
1: Are you, Is that recording?
0: Yeah, it's recording. Why? Uh, we need to make a podcast, and I don't think we're ever going to play D&D again.
1: <laughs> so. Why would you say that, Amy? Uh,
0: just based on how much we play D&D.
1: Well, I
0: mean, What's oh, I what you're on. hearing was captured in June 2019. We were loading up the van and about to hit the road for a tour of the East Coast. That tour didn't go so well, but it wasn't all for naught. I brought some podcasting equipment along on this tour. We were about to hit the mark on our Patreon where we needed to make a podcast for people, but didn't have one yet, so it was time to get into it. But the question lingered. What would this podcast be? be about Not on the keys are probably hanging <laughs> oh, up inside well. ethan had once again made a terrible mistake you'll get used to that your dad wrote a book clayton called blueprint no, no. <laughs> this is a yearbook clayton opened up a blue book titled blueprint kent allender as he flipped the pages, uh, some of them are quite sticky. Wow, <laughs> that one is really, well, it's not really sticky. stuck
2: together. It's not sticky. No, it's, uh, Definitely <laughs> some water damage here.
0: Sure, man, water damage. As interesting as this yearbook story was, I wasn't so sure we wanted to dive into that. We continued down the road, and for a while we were just throwing ideas at the wall to see what would stick. Please
3: stay on the road. Clayton, what do you think is the most important thing about driving on the road?
2: Staying on it, staying in the center. <laughs> and you'll be good.
3: I feel like you might be drawing from past experience. Is that
2: uh, would well, you say it's true? That's usually how life works.
3: And uh, my next <laughs> point you have, so you have driven intoxicated before.
2: Uh, <laughs> Clayton Allender. Clayton Allender.
3: And there it was. The perfect
0: story for a podcast. Not the driving intoxicated part. That was a joke. Our story has to do with what Clayton said about staying in the center of the road. That'd be our first story. That'd be our first episode. <laughs> it's just one. us talking about the day that Ethan ran off the road in our van. But
1: there was a lot of snow to pad the impact, so it wasn't... Give like-
0: me your entire account of
1: what happened that night. Well, we were driving. We left La Crosse, Wisconsin at like midnight, and we were driving to Green Bay, and we were going on these back roads, and it was very snowy and dark, and all of the roads were icy. And Nathan said, hey, I'm going to find us a better way.
0: How I remember it, here's me, Nathan, is we had just played lacrosse wisconsin um which if if any of you know anything about lacrosse it's not a place bands play it was it was a very odd show we had about i want to say a three-hour drive from lacrosse to appleton wisconsin where we were staying with some friends that night and playing the next day The next day's show was going to be awesome. We were playing Valentine's Day in Appleton, which is a great market for us. There was a lot of hype around the show. It was really great, so we were all really excited to get to Appleton, which is why what happened that night was so scary for a lot of us because we didn't know if we were going to make it to possibly one of the best shows on the tour. Here's Ethan again.
1: It was snowing real bad. Or it had snowed real bad the previous days. So the roads were not great. And about halfway there, I I think I mentioned uh, to Nathan, I was like, man, I I don't really like being on these back roads. Do you think, like, we can find a way to the highway? And Nate was like, yeah, yeah, let me map you a new route and let's get to the highway so that we can, you know, get to plowed roads instead of all this garbage. Well, the the route that uh, Nathan mapped us uh, took us Uh, Down a particularly bad Mostly unplowed road uh, That was just It was not a good situation For me to be in
0: Here's the thing I don't think anyone should fault me for this I shouldn't I shouldn't be at fault for trying to do good
2: That would be true Here's Clayton Except this is the second time That day that you had Rerouted us Uh, and got us in quite the pickle.
0: Okay, so the thing you got to realize about the first time we got stuck in snow earlier that day is that (laughs) I did that as a team-building exercise.
3: (laughs) And you succeeded. And succeeded.
0: Okay, but you know what? This podcast episode is not about the first time we got stuck in snow that day. It's about the second time we got stuck in snow that day.
2: That's true. My bad. So anyway, you had rerouted us. So I had
0: rerouted us, and we came to a road um, that appeared to have a lot of snow and ice layered on it, to the point where you actually couldn't see the road. It was just a a pathway of snow. Um, Us being the rebels we are, thought, yeah, we can drive down that, which I do want to say I think we could have if we had gone slower and stayed in the middle of the road. I think it would have been fine. Here's Clayton again.
2: And I I remember thinking, man, this is a terrible road to be on right now. But as long as Ethan stays in the center of the road, we should be fine. Um, So we were doing that, driving at a. Well, actually, no. We were just driving the speed limit on an ice and snow covered.
0: Here's where the story gets a little dicey. You see, everyone seems to have a bit of a different recollection on how fast we were going down this road.
1: I slowed, I thought. Way down.
2: The speed limit was, what, 45? Yeah, we might have been going five under. We I mean,
3: were going like 30, well, 35 ball-
0: maybe.
2: It was so fast. I think we
0: might have been going 70.
3: Probably 90, 95. It even looked like the stars were becoming
2: lines, like in Star Wars when they go to hyperspeed or whatever. And I was like, but it's fine. We'll be fine. Just as long as he stays in the center of the road, we'll be fine.
3: But I I'd just been, uh, I think, asleep for a little bit.
2: Here's Bobby. And I noticed, like, we are on total... Like,
3: a total sheet of ice. It's not even a road anymore.
0: But it it did seem to be okay. We were staying in the middle of the road, um, and we weren't sliding, or it didn't feel like we were sliding. And then that's when it all happened. I heard Bobby from the back of the van
2: yell out,
3: Stay in the center of the road if you can!
2: And Ethan said, Huh? And then turned the steering wheel to the right, and he immediately turns the wheel. Took a sharp right turn. <laughs> and at one point... I saw trees coming directly for the front of the van. Being on the passenger side, and that's the side that we ran off the road, I was very terrified that the tree was going to come through the windshield and penetrate my throat and kill me instantaneously. And
3: we... Kerplunk!
2: Into the snow embankment, uh, which was approximately three feet deep.
3: We just dive right into this huge snowbank. And we almost, I believe we almost hit a tree. Uh, Clayton almost got a tree through his nose.
2: It it came very close when we finally came to a stop. We were approximately two inches from said tree. Um, But we were all safe. We were all, the snow kind of cushioned the impact.
3: It was crazy. I just remember thinking, being in the back seat, thinking, what the fuck is going on? Like, why would this happen? It's just those moments are like, it's like after, if you've ever been in a car wreck or been pulled over or something like that, you're just like, how did this situation happen? Why am I here? I don't want this to be the thing that's happening right now. But it sure was. It sure was the thing. Yeah, so
0: there we were, stuck um, on a back road in Wisconsin at 1 a.m. Uh, with no one around. I think, I think in these moments I try to stay pretty positive. That's an
3: understatement. Nathan, in emergency moments, stays so positive. Like, if it's not his fault, it's joking. It's, like, ridiculously positive. So much so that it makes everyone around him angry. (laughs) If he was an apostle standing around the crucified Christ and all the other disciples are like, well, shit, everything's gone to shit, he'd just be smiling. He's like, this is all part of this is fine. (laughs) This is fine.
0: But nothing was fine. We were stranded in the middle of nowhere. It was dark. It was cold. The snow was deep. We didn't know what to do.
2: I remember uh, we called AAA and they were like, yeah, we got your location. We'll send a a truck out uh, as quickly as possible.
0: But they, they can only pull the van out. They can't pull out the trailer. So I'm like, bro, let's get back there. Let's unload the trailer. Let's pull it out ourselves. I think we can do it. We've done it before without snow. Um, So we unloaded the entire trailer into the middle of the road um, and then unhitch it from our van. And it was still pretty hard to pull out of the snow from what I remember, but we got it done. And so then it was just our van stuck in the the ditch. um, And we waited for AAA. And we waited. And we waited. And we waited no AAA.
2: we sat there for an hour and a half i think at which point carly was just took matters into her own hand uh and she called the tow company and they're like okay we'll be there in about 30 minutes and so she did AAA's job for them oh yeah where the fuck has carly been during all of this so I was asleep in the back of the van on our makeshift PVC pipe bed, and um, in moments like these, when uh, we get ourselves into a pickle, I tend to not help out at all. I just stay in the van, and so I kept sleeping.
0: Classic Carly, asleep in the van, until things started to take too long.
2: So we had been waiting for what felt like five hours, and I... I was wondering, where the hell is Triple And I called them, and nobody was coming. So I called a tow truck company myself, and they said, okay, we'll be there in about a half hour. So really, I'm the hero of this story.
0: Maybe she was the hero. Maybe I was the hero for staying positive through the whole ordeal. Maybe Bobby was the hero for trying to keep us in the center of the road. Maybe Clayton was the hero for uh, I don't, not dying. We could argue for days about who and if this story even has a hero, but one thing was clear. We knew who the villain was. There was a lot of tension in the air, and I think most of it was directed at Ethan. (laughs) Um, Which was good for me because I I had rerouted us, but no one seemed to be mad at me. Which was a, a really nice weight off my shoulders. Um, cause I even, I even said sorry a couple times and everyone was like, dude,
3: it's not your fault. <laughs> 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 this is great. Cause Ethan had in his mind <laughs> that we were going to make him, uh, pay for <laughs> the tow truck to come cause he had obviously <laughs> was at fault and everyone was just like, no, we're not going to make you do that. Like, but like, <laughs> when- the fact that we were already mad at him for driving us into his snowbank, we were, like, mad that he thought that, too. <laughs> we were just like, and and to be fair, he could have gotten us a birthday cake, and we would have still been like, <laughs> fuck you, dude. <laughs> Seriously, a birthday cake right now?
0: Eventually, the tow truck arrived, pulled us out, and we got back on the road. We arrived in Appleton around 5.30 in the morning. It was tough. We were tired, cold. But we'd made it out safely.
3: But that's not the end of this story. We had a very big conflict. Uh, a couple days after this crash, we were still in Appleton. We were staying there for a few nights, and uh, and we all had this nice room in the basement where we all had <laughs> a place to sleep. And um, and you know what? And it was so comforting when we got there that you know that initial uh, well morning after the crash. Um, because we all had a place to sleep, we were all excited about it. But here's the thing that sometimes sucks about sleeping on the road is that you have to deal with air mattresses. Am I right, guys? You have to deal with an air mattress or two. And air mattresses get very cold in the night. Um, You have to put two or three blankets underneath um, just so you can not feel the air so cold. So we all get in and we all have these air mattresses. At least that's the pretense. That's the understanding is that we all have to sleep on air mattresses. The next morning... We arise, we awake, and Ethan discloses to me, just me, not the group. He's like, I don't, I'm not going to tell anyone. As we're smoking a cigarette outside, tells me, uh, divulges that he has, uh, in fact, a real, mat- firm, nice matter mattress, not a not a nothing mattress. And this really pissed me off. I was choosing my moment when I would tell everyone about your terrible betrayal. Um, but it was because we all had to sleep on stupid air mattresses and he's the one that wrecked the van and he got to sleep on a real mattress.
0: Here's what Ethan has to say about the situation.
3: Can you comment on why you
0: felt so bold as to, <laughs> after wrecking our van, take the best bed So without I telling anyone? I
1: didn't take the best bed. Everybody just folded into the room and I laid down on it. And I didn't necessarily realize that all of your other beds were air mattresses. Bullshit. I just, uh, it was like 5 o'clock in the morning and I had just wrecked a fan and I wasn't really thinking a whole lot until the next night when you all started complaining about the air mattresses and how cold they were. And then I felt a little guilty, but not nearly guilty enough to speak up and say, uh, does anybody want this bed? So anyways here 's Bobby
3: again that night. we got pizza, and it was really good pizza and I decided I took it upon myself to take all of my stuff and move it onto ethan 's real bed and take all of Ethan's stuff, move it onto the air mattress and I thought this was fine because you know what you 're taking turns at that point, you know uh, you share things. I thought that was reasonable anyway, Ethan comes in he 's like, "Oh no, <laughs> and without talking about it or trying to solve the problem diplomatically, even decides to start wrestling me. And I was so pissed off at him that I just start fighting.
0: There's a great video of this. We'll include it in the show notes.
1: When Bobby found out about it and decided to take the bed, I was annoyed because he didn't ask. He just moved all my stuff. And I thought that was kinda kinda wacky.
0: To be fair I w- want to make it known that you also did not ask to crash our van. You just did. Um, without telling any of us. And I don't know. Kind of the same
3: thing. <laughs> I was angry, so I did kind of fight back. But at a certain point, I realized, like, we're two grown men fighting over a bed. I'm not going to be a part of this anymore. And so I just, my body just kind of goes limp.
0: <laughs> You'd think that this is where the fight would stop and the joking would begin, but... This is where things got much, much worse.
3: He has me in a chokehold and drags me in a chokehold off of the bed. And that was enough for me. And my favorite part about this story is that after it's all said and done, Ethan's like, hey man, if if you really like the bed, we can share it.
0: I remember as a bystander thinking, wow, Ethan really overreacted. Putting Bobby in a chokehold like that, and this, and I want everyone to know that Ethan has a history of doing that too. There was a time at Bobby's bachelor bachelor party in 2017 where Ethan put me in a chokehold while we were drunk and play fighting. We were all joking around, laughing like friends do, and someone said, "Like, oh, let's let's wrestle." So I was like, "Yeah, let's wrestle! Ha ha! It'll be fun. We might like." put our bodies together and and struggle a little bit, like push each other back and forth uh, just a little bit. But almost immediately, Ethan got behind me and put me in a chokehold. I remember being as mad as Bobby was in his situation, thinking, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, this is not what we were doing.
1: (laughs) Honestly, all of this is like, it was petty and stupid and silly and the, the thing about being trapped with the same five people in a confined space over the course of lots of days is that you uh you you get sick of each other sometimes and then you just put people in chokeholds
0: and for once ethan was right about something i know this story seems to paint him in a bad light but the truth is we all do crazy stuff on tour We tend to glamorize being on the road. People think it's nothing but good times and playing music with your friends, and yeah, it is those things, but the harsh reality is that touring is extremely hard. Imagine being stuck in a small space with the same five people for a month. Most of your time is spent riding in a shaky van trying to get to the next city on time. A lot of people think it's a great way to see the country, but the reality is, We never have enough time to see more than the venue and maybe the street around it. With all that said, you might be wondering, why do we even do it? Well, I guess in some weird, maybe twisted way, we love it. Getting to travel around and meet the people who our music is actually connected with is amazing. Yeah, it might be hard. We might run off the road sometimes. We might put our friends in chokeholds sometimes. But at the end of the day... There's no greater feeling than making a connection with our fans. So, as long as you all keep showing up, we'll keep showing up too. This has been episode one of the Motherfolk Podcast. Thanks for
2: tuning in.